Hi, I'm Biz. I'm a working parent with a kid and a teen. It's been 10 years since the show began, and a lot has changed on the show and in the world. But by elevating the voices of others, we have learned we are not alone, and we are doing a good job. This is still a show about life after giving life. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, did that ghost just ask for daddy? Yikes. I talked to Christine Schieffer of the podcast, and that's why we drank. Plus, Biz is pooped. Woo! This is a check-in. Okay. So the other day, um, it was a typical morning. You know, I was rushing around getting myself ready for work, getting the kids ready to go to daycare. And I had pulled out a chocolate muffin to Uh eat on my commute for breakfast. And I set it on the kitchen table. And after I got the kids in the car and everything loaded up, I just ran back in real quick to double check that I had gotten everything from the house. And I looked at the kitchen table and it looked like there was a piece of chocolate on the table. So I picked it up. And just as I was about to pop it into my mouth, Mm -hmm. I realized that it was not in fact chocolate. It was guinea pig poop. Huh. Yep. I almost ate guinea pig poop. Why was there guinea pig poop on my table? I don't know. I'm very thankful I did not eat it. But this is a warning to everybody. Please, please, please double check to make sure that um, your chocolate is actually chocolate. So um, everybody is doing a great job. Thanks for the show. (laughs) Okay. I really hope that this question of how did guinea pig poop get on the table stems from you not owning a guinea pig. This this is what I'm hoping. There's no like, I don't know how our guinea pig got on the table, or I don't know how our guinea pig's poop got on the table. You just said, it's guinea pig poop, and I don't know how it got there. And that is like such a vision of a world that I can relate to, right? Also, I feel like we are smack dab in the middle of writing a brand new book called Helpful Tips from One Bad Mother. And one of those helpful tips would be always make sure that it's chocolate, right? Because I, what if we've been doing this show forever. This is not the first time we've accidentally thought something was chocolate. And for people with very little children or who don't have kids, I know you're thinking to yourself, what? How is this possible? Well, I can give you one example. Granola bars are consumed in large amounts in this house. And uh, there's always a chocolate chip that's like gotten loose. And in sunny California, that then melts on contact with anything. And so there have been lots of moments where I've suddenly looked down and there's something on my shirt or my shorts. And I have to think, is that poop? Because, you know, I've got cats and I have children. And yes, even children who are the age that my children are right now. I still sometimes question it. And you'll find yourself smelling things more than you thought you would smell which is just like a testament to how tired and broken you are that your first instinct was something that you weren't sure might be poop is to bring it close to your face to smell it. So (laughs) I love this. 
check-in. And I think you're doing a really, really, really good job. You're doing such a good job. I'm doing okay. I'm tired. So as you guys know, we finally got my folks out here. It's been almost a year. In fact, I think it has been a year that they have been here. And it puts me squarely as a slice of bologna in the sandwich generation, which is good. I'm happy because I wanted my folks out here. But we had one of those moments where my dad wasn't feeling well, and there were enough things on the worry list that made us think we should just go into the ER. And we did. And I'm glad we did. And I will preface this story by saying my father is back in their apartment and doing very, very well. And all is good. And I am very grateful and thankful to the nurses, doctors, the check-in staff, the uh, everybody from the moment we got to the hospital, including the volunteers at the hospital. Holy cow. They are delightful and very helpful to the valet guys who totally are okay with you parking for five minutes to get somebody into the emergency room before you have to park. Anywho, very thankful for all that. But yeah, I was tired. We were there from like one in the afternoon until I got home at midnight and they checked my father in, but I couldn't go with him to the room. So he was technically still in the ER until like 2.30. But like at midnight, I was like, if I can't come with you and we know you're not in a crisis state, I think we're all good. So needless to say, I am very sleep deprived and very tired and a little loopy. So this is going to be that kind of fun show. And Stefan's going out of town in uh, two days. So yeah. So, you know, it's a horror show. Speaking of horror shows, I think that's going to tie in nicely to a much-needed, let-it-all-go, good-old-fashioned, fun conversation with our guest, Christine Schieffer of the podcast, and that's why we drank, where we talk about spooks and other horrors. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Guys, I am so excited to be speaking with Christine Schieffer, who is a New York Times bestselling author and the co-creator and co-host of the award-winning comedy podcast, And That's Why We Drink, where the paranormal and true crime meet. Launched in February 2017 with M. Schultz, each new episode is a deep dive into whatever paranormal and true crime stories the friends are obsessing over that week. With over 130 million lifetime downloads, and that's why we drink is consistently in the top 20 on the comedy podcast charts and has won the People's Voice Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast in 2019, 2021, <laughs> and 2022. You were clearly a pandemic balm. Congratulations. <laughs> well, we skipped 2020, so well, I yeah. don't know what that tells you, but. <laughs> 
Welcome, Christine. Thank you. I'm blushing. What a nice little intro. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I just get to, you know, shine a spotlight on the fabulous things that our guests do. Let's all put our little hands under our chins, glamour shot style, and <laughs> Before we get in, I, I got to tell you, I need this show today, oh. by the way. I need to talk about spooks and paranormal and just get kind of stupid with it. But before we do that, I would like to know who lives in your house. Absolutely. So let's see. We've got, we actually did just buy a house uh, during the pandemic. So we uh, moved out of our LA apartment, now have a house in Kentucky of all places. We've got (laughs) my husband, we've got me, we've got two cats, a dog, and our little baby who was born 10 months ago. Oh, you've got all, you just are hitting the pandemic checklist. You know Let's what? <laughs> yep. Yep. We tried Dramatic and we succeeded. Yep. Check. Cross country. We yeah. drove across the country with, with the cat in, in the back seat. It was um just oh. as just as nuts as it sounded. Yeah. Um, no, that's that is a full it. house. <laughs> I gotta ask you, how are you doing? You know, thank you for asking me. I'm doing great. I think I was always very scared. You know, I feel like a lot of times the whole parenting thing, there's a lot of like fear mongering, like you'll never be the same. You'll never be a real person again. And, you know, I I do get that shift definitely is really hard. But I don't know. I feel lucky. I feel like my friends have, you know, embraced me as I'm like the first of my friend group to have a kid. And I was so worried they'd all like leave me behind. But I feel like people have, you know, been supportive and whatever. So, you know, I, I feel... I feel uh, it might be the Zoloft. I'm not sure, but I yeah, feel better no, that than helps. I thought. It yeah, would. trust me, the Zoloft really helps. And good job getting on that. That was you like know, priority now, number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't wait like I did for the two, three years later, oh, right? Geez. You're just like crying in front of the laundry machine. Yeah, yeah that's it's good like job. something's wrong. Yeah. yeah so I got on that broken. Fast. Right. Yeah. No, good job. Good job. Well, congratulations or oh, thank you. enjoy or yeah, good luck with that. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a little A, little B. So Exactly, exactly. Okay. So everybody who didn't just skip to the interview, <laughs> which you might, knows they've had a very long week in assisting my father through oh, some boy. emergency room hospital stuff. So he's great. He's fine. But my brain is mush. Oh, I bet. And so there could not be a better time to talk about my favorite topic in the world, which is the paranormal. (gasps) Yay! Oh, good! So I'm so excited. I actually want to start by asking you, because sometimes we ask people, who lives in your house? And you're welcome to share ghosts. You know, I was about to say, I'm so mad at myself because I was like, when you mentioned you were going to ask that, I was like, oh, I got to mention the ghost. And I totally forgot in in the hullabaloo of all the animals. Baby, cats, (laughs) ghost, you know. It's a yeah, certified zoo. We live in a house that was built in the 1870s. Oh, it's, it's haunted. It's it's gotta be. Yeah, I mean, gotta and it be was, haunted. At this rate, like the it would be shocking if it weren't, in yeah. my opinion. And nothing really happened for a while when we moved in, but it has some weird stuff. It has like a trap door down to the basement and like oh. really weird, creepy stairs to like different parts. It's, it's very old. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted to move yeah. into like a historic old yeah. house for better for worse but yeah there's definitely something and we didn't find out for a while and then when the baby was born it sort of felt like oh. everything got like kicked into yeah, gear the babies will do that that'll oh. trigger some paranormal and the ghosts My are like God. fuck a baby yeah they were like what are you doing to our beautiful beautiful tranquil home oh God, the we, trap I was, door. 
It's the chapter is very creepy. Yeah, uh, you got to tell me. Have you you clearly opened it? We've certainly gone down it. It goes down to the basement, um, which they used to use for like storing, you know, dry goods. And it's definitely an unfinished basement, which of course adds to the creep factor with yeah. the dirt floor. And, you know, it's, it's just very, very spooky. I didn't know if there were any ghosts or anything like that because nothing happened. And then after the baby was born, I was sitting upstairs just, um, I don't know what I was doing, like, Probably um, just sitting. probably just trying to <laughs> trying yes. to get through the afternoon. I don't know. Yeah. Gotta say that's I know what you were doing. <laughs> just, wow, it's like you read my soul there. I was yeah. trying to come up with some sort of actually productive Dog, activity, and you were like, "Don't pretend, don't pretend." This is not that show. <laughs> and I was sitting there perfectly awake, and yeah. all of a sudden I heard "Daddy," and I like, "Oh fuck!" That. Whipped my head around, <laughs> and like my baby was like. A yeah. month, two yeah, months old. Baby's not. It wasn't that. And I just kind of stared. And the worst part was I looked over and my dog had it like all his hair standing up. And I was like, <gasps> cool. So oh, he heard it yeah. too. It wasn't just in my, yeah. you know, dazed your, uh, imagination, your, postpartum. Yeah, the, I just yeah. had a baby and yeah. nothing's where it's supposed to be. Like, I would have easily convinced myself of that. But I looked at the dog and he was growling oh, yeah. and I went, oh, God, no. And he was looking at a corner and like yeah, we live in a corner. very quiet area. It's not like there's people running around. I was... And my husband was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And I was like, he doesn't believe any of this shit. So he's like, oh. oh okay. Now, this is good. So you married somebody who is Total not. skeptic. Okay. Just so you know, in our wedding bells, I told oh, my husband, at our wedding bells, Stefan had to agree that if I say, this house is haunted, that he will say, okay, yes. and we will move. I don't want to <sighs> fiddle I don't want to I don't want to spend half of my movie trying to convince somebody <laughs> the, he yeah. can believe it or not. <laughs> you but don't want to be that, say, that couple right, that no, everyone watches have and that goes, fucking oh. time. Who has time for that? <laughs> uh, we need to be able to move it along. And if I say I see it, you got to be like, OK, just but trust the trust it. Just trust it. The ultimate mm-hmm. trust. So, yeah, but I will say I appreciate that your partner was like. That's too bad. I mean, that's actually, that's better than you're insane. Yes, exactly. And I was like, I guess this is his next step. He's trying to be more supportive. But also I was like, you're sorry. Me too. But I don't (laughs) know. This doesn't like further any conversation. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. That's like, we have this like standard checklist of like, so there was one day we were living in a house. We just moved out to California. Everybody's heard the story. Raiden, my oldest, was like, two and they're in the den in this rental house and i'm coming in to the room and they are talking to the fireplace and i Uh. say i say oh who are you talking to Uh and they say the people in the fireplace and no you gotta have you gotta be prepared my first question was are they nice and they said yes and i said are they telling you to hurt me or anyone else? No. Okay. Like, have fun. Have fun. I'm just like, if they start, if daddy, if daddy's child starts telling your husband to like murder, you know, everybody just needs to know. Yeah. You just got to get the base. Like if they're nice, they're not going to cause any problems. Fine. They they were here first. I get it. You know, but like stay out of the nursery. Maybe I don't want to be seeing you on the little video camera next to the crib. Any of that nonsense. No, no, that paranormal activity movie stuff. Uh Uh-uh. So Mm -mm. 
but that's a, that's the only thing I mean knock on wood the only thing that's happened so far but it was very like shocking because yeah. it was so loud and it wasn't like oh maybe I heard something it was like no a child was just standing right in front of me and went daddy and <laughs> bizarre bizarre <laughs> so I don't know what that was but um so what's your history with the paranormal given I mean was that your first paranormal moment that was personal to you what got you into doing the podcast and yeah what's your background that whole that whole world yeah well I actually have more of like the true crime background um, as far as the podcast goes so yeah we grew up in like a not not I don't know the 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 I don't I don't like saying like sketchy area but you know it was just a place with pretty high crime rates and so growing up and we lived with a single mom and so you know we had a lot of just brushes with I mean Mm -hmm. maybe we just had bad luck I don't know but like we had a couple break-ins and things like that that were happening uh and I found out later in life not all children were experiencing that yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like you know when you grab a hammer and go into the basement to confront the burglar and my friend was like that it's not really a normal childhood experience yeah no I'm yeah. I am with you on yeah. those sorts of things where I'm like, what? You didn't have that happen? You did it? Fight you're off not, a grown man in the basement? Yeah. <laughs> you're not like just ready to kill. You just haven't made that pact in your head that's right. like, I will kill to defend myself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know yeah. which flashlight is the heaviest to grab, yeah, exactly. you know, all that business. <laughs> I mean, it might have something to do with, again, my anxiety issues, but, you know, it's sure. all combined. It's all yeah. snowballed into, you know, my career. So yes. there you go. Um, that's, uh, that's way, to, I've, way to harness it. I got back at it. I was like, well, fine. I'll make money yeah. doing it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so I had a lot of that growing up and I I just loved spooky stuff. I loved Stephen King. I loved yeah. like true crime, you know, all that business. And um, I think growing up, it wasn't necessarily as mm, pop culture as it is today or as like accepted. Right. And so when I got older, I was still, you know, into all that. But I, you know, studied journalism, studied uh, television production and I met my co-host, M, who worked in college as a paranormal investigator. And I was one of those kids who always had a Ouija board around. Like, I was reading, you like... You can't have a Ouija board around! Well, I Shame could, on you. and I did. And my stepdad threw it away. He threw it away, like, three times. Yeah, those are just hellmouth portals. It was you not, have to be careful. Yeah, I'm not going to really buy my child one, I think. I think yeah. I've had my fun with that. And we lived on a cemetery, too. So, like, it was just not a good... Wow. Good combo. Yeah. And so then I met Em and I was like, ooh, tell me everything about like ghost hunting. And then Em was like, ooh, tell me everything about true, true crime. crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we sort of met and like had these interests. And, you know, I just I loved all the all the spooky. Sp- and then I lived in L.A. So it was like, yeah. oh, all the spiritual tarot, all that business. So we would spend every night just like staying up after work and telling stories till like three in the morning. And I said, oh, uh, have you listened to any podcasts? And Em was like, what's a podcast? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, sit down. And so, yeah. you know, that was my favorite murder was really big. But that was like yeah. really the only like big true crime one at the time. This is probably like eight years ago now. And so we were like, well, let's just buy a microphone. And we had studied production. So we were like, we kind of know how to do this. And we did it for fun, you know. And yeah. then a few months in, we were like, oh, damn, like people are listening, listening to this for some reason. I can't, still can't really figure out why. But yeah, it worked. And, you know, every week M tells a ghost story to me. I tell a true crime story to M, and we don't know the other person's story. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's, oh, that is it's fun. kind of a dream job that I didn't really know existed. So, so has there been anything that M shared with you that just scared the 
I mean, do, what's your scare threshold mm. at this point in time? Because I don't, I mean, I got to say, I'm not sure which is scarier, the true crime or the paranormal. That's a great point. Both are incredibly unpredictable, right? Yeah. Like both are almost unexplainable at some mm-hmm. uh, at some mm-hmm. point. So which do you find, I, I don't want to say you're more comfortable in. Sure, like, of course. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And we do like kind of debate that sometimes. I think we, Emma and I are both in the camp of like real people are scarier than yeah. dead people because, sure. you know, just considering the world and people who hurt each other. It's like, mm, I'd rather uh, uh, confront an angry ghost than like an angry man in my house, you know? Right. So, but again, I don't prefer either. either <laughs> I really right. would rather not see another daddy child ghost in my house. But I think I have to say that's slightly less traumatizing. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, oh, wait, I have a perfect example. So okay. the other day, this is actually like breaking news because I saw the second ghost ever in my life a couple days ago. And we were on a trip through, we drove from Kentucky down to uh, Georgia. We stopped in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'd never been there. We stayed at this unassuming courtyard Marriott. And in the <laughs> middle of the night, my baby's little toy, which we had gotten her, she loves like a cell phone. You know, she just wants yeah. everybody's cell phone. And so yeah. we got her like her own. She knows it's not a real cell phone, so it didn't really work. But it has like little <laughs> buttons and lights and stuff. So what? I was. Your, your 10 month old is like a plate moron. What are you she... talking about? I don't know. It's a cell phone. <laughs> She's like, I can't make like butt dials on this to like random people you haven't talked to in years. I like I can it. on your yeah. phone. That's really. Go ahead and set that bar a lot lower. Go ahead. No, that's what I'm learning very quickly. I'm like, I am not. I can't fool this one. You know, yeah, she no. she knows she knows yeah, the tricks. She's on uh, Yeah. God. But yeah, so that thing, that stupid cell phone in the middle of the night it was four in the Shut morning, up. just started talking, and I Shut thought, up. Am I imagining that's poltergeist? That? That's it like was that freaky. scene in Poltergeist where the phone rings and the she's talking to off. her grandmother. Not loving yeah. it, and so it Who? starts going, and of course the thing goes. Let's talk. And I'm like, shut up. What the F. So this phone is going off. I like, wait, you know, when you feel like you're being like pulled out of a dream, like pulled away. Yeah. Um, and so I was like waking up and I heard this phone going off and off and off. No one else is awake. And then I like glance over and I see who I think is my husband sitting at the foot of the bed and just staring at me. And I went, Blaze, that's my husband's name. And like <laughs> almost like those old PowerPoint, like custom yeah. animations, it like dissolved. And I went, what the hell? And I turned and my husband's like asleep next to me. Baby's asleep over here in her pack and play. And I went, that was not, I don't know who that was, but I was fully awake. And it, then I like kind of thought back and I was like, it was a man in like a, like an undershirt just sitting at the foot of the bed staring at me. Ew. And I was of course sleeping in my underwear. And I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> creepy, creepy, pervy ghost man in the yeah. courtyard Marriott. <laughs> Just staring at me sleeping. And I was like, I and I think if it were one or the other, like I woke up, thought I saw someone and or I woke up and heard the little toy going off. But like the fact that they both happened together, not a good time. Um, And so in that moment, my first thought was, oh, my God, is there a man in our room? Like yeah. somebody break in. And I think I prefer they dissolve again rather than become a real person and kill <laughs> yeah. me so. again. Team Dissolve. Team Dissolve. That's what yeah. we want to be. Well, exactly. you know what's funny? So there is this paranormal podcast that I listen to. And one of the things they say is, now that they've been doing their show for like almost 20 years, once you start looking into the paranormal, mm. it will start looking back Ooh, ah! at you, right? Like, so I know. I'm like, ah! 
So, uh, like, where are you on that scale? I mean, like, you now, you've been open. I mean, tr- and trust me, again, it goes back to the two columns. I'd much rather it be, I'm looking into the paranormal. Totally. And it's looking back at me versus I'm looking into true crime and it's looking and back at me. And now I'm a target. No, right, right. Thank you. Totally right. agree. Totally agree. But do you think that could be part of yes. it? Yes. No, you know what? I totally do. Or you're just do. in Kentucky, which is super probably fucking haunted. Or I'm haunted. in Kentucky and Tennessee and, and things are yeah. just, yeah, old. It could be. But I will say, when we started the podcast, I'd never seen a ghost before. Oh. I was like, oh, I really believe this, but I've never seen one. And then I went to the, and I'd done plenty of ghost tours and all that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I went to the Whaley House in San Diego on a tour, just like, you know, not expecting anything that spooky. And I saw up the stairs, I saw a man with a hat kind of walking across the stairwell and into the room on the other side. And I was like, oh, that's fun. They do like little reenactments here. And so I asked the (laughs) tour guide thinking like, oh, is the actor upstairs? Like, are they going to do a little show up there? There's a little... And he goes, oh, no, of course, like classic trope. He goes, yeah. oh, there's nobody else here except there's our nobody. small four-person tour group. And I went, <laughs> okay, guy, you know, I'm thinking right. he's trying to pull one over on me. And he goes, oh, what did he look like? And I was like, well, he – and he said, did he have a hat like this? And I went, yes. And uh, he goes, I want to show you something. And so he sh- dragged me upstairs. <laughs> and the part the, – the path where I saw this man walking, he walked out of – a room over here and walked into a room across the hall and the room across the hall where he walked into was completely plexiglass over. Uh, so like you can't walk in that room. And he was like, both of these rooms are plexiglass. So if you saw somebody walk right here to here, here to here, sorry, like there's nobody here. This is there's nobody nowhere to walk. And I was like, this is confounding. I stood there I and like I looked the- around and thought, I can't believe this is happening to me. But then they had a a cardboard cutout, of course, of Mr. Whaley, who lived there. And I went, holy, I was like, that's the guy with the hat. That's Mr. Whaley! Ah, It was very uh, bizarre. So, and that was right when we started the podcast. And I was like, okay, here we go. I started this dumb podcast. And now all I'm going to do is see ghosts from now on. Right. From now on, forever. This is my new life. But I also like that everybody's response to you so far has been, I'm sorry. Right? Like, that's the tour guide's "Mm -hmm." like, sorry, there's no one up there. That must be tough. Yeah, it must be really hard (laughs) for you. Okay. I, prior to having kids, mm-hmm. I was a, a big true crime, you know, mm-hmm. fan. You know, there are, I'm old. And, then, <laughs> you know, when there was only one show about like City <laughs> Confidential, right? Like, yeah. you know, like only yeah. the one thing. And I used to watch all those things and I was a big CSI, you know, oh, murder, yeah. murder, murder, yay, murder. Yay. And <laughs> then I had a kid and I discovered I could not watch another, like, I just reached my threshold of watching uh-huh. another woman or child get murdered. Yep. yep. And funny yep. enough, with paranormal stuff, I was more like, oh, I come from a family that's had like a series of experiences. You know, we got mm-hmm. one with dreams. We got one with ghosts. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, like ghosts are normal. I'm from the South. Right, right. Ghosts are normal. And so that to me wasn't, I was just like waiting for when my kid was going to start seeing ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Ghosts, right? <laughs> like, um, and so now that you have a kid in your house, has it, has it had any effect? Yes, yes. Exactly what you described. It was sort of, I came home with the baby and I knew this was going to happen. I'm like, overly sensitive about everything and when I uh, got a dog I like couldn't watch 
I just yeah. c- can't stand anything about animals getting hurt. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, I mean, having a baby, I already know this is what's going to happen. And lo and behold, my favorite show, Law and Order SVU, I, I just got to shut do it down. It. Yep. Kids, I, so yep. many little kids on that show. And I'm like, not happening for my yeah. brain. It's just not good. So, yeah, I've, I've shut a lot of that off. And I did recently cover on the show um, the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. And it took me months yeah. To just finally do it. But people, I had done the notes already. I'd done the research and people really wanted to hear it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell the story. It's an important story to tell. But after that, I was like, I need a break from the kids stuff and from, yeah. so I've been you know, practicing boundaries, which I've been practicing <laughs> since the day I was born and I'm not very good at it. So <laughs> I'm trying, trying, but yeah, the, the kids stuff and the animal stuff, I tr- I really try to avoid, you know, as much as I can, but yeah. Oh, it's a I lot. know it's hard, mm. especially like when it's somehow strangely become your job. Yes, know? yes, like, yes. It's like I have to do it. Like it's you not. Have a, to find, can't we just it's find not a fun something hobby? <laughs> like the you know men and the patriarchy that we could just focus on their murders. <laughs> yeah, like let's just yeah. You know, sometimes you got. Sometimes just, I go through phases where I'm like, well, I'll just do a cult this week, and then oh, a like cult. a yeah. you know something. So I go through phases where I'm like, I'll give a, myself a little break where it's yes. not something super brutal or you know so i I try (laughs) do you have a favorite genre of Mm. true crime yeah you know and it sounds messed up because to say like favorite you know but i know everybody yeah you guys get it come on we're all here to get it but yeah i think the um Unsolved disappearances fascinate me. Well, see now that goes into the paranormal. That's the four one one. Yeah, the missing four one one. The missing four one one, where <gasps> things get really quiet and Ooh. then like they just disappear. Gives me and the those creeps. two things tie in because you know, is it Oof. different uh, dimensions? Yeah, timelines. Like timelines, are we dimensions. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. There's I a love lot of good stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, that that kind of stuff. And and then when it's like a disappearance where – because it almost – well, A, there's a mystery that you can – and I think that's what we mm-hmm. all kind of like about paranormal and true crime is like the mystery of it. And I think um, when it comes to something unsolved or like a missing person's case, it's sort of like, oh, there's that hope of figuring it out. Yeah. And so there's, you know, that lingering like, oh, well, maybe we'll find them, you know, and they'll be okay, which often doesn't happen, but sometimes does. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there's kind of that like unsolved element that's, that's like a little mystery keeps it interesting. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I was going to say, I, it makes me wonder how often you and M have found your different stories cross paths, you know, yeah. like haunted yep. locations where crime Because where do the ghosts come from, right? Like, you know, that's, I feel like a lot of times that's what happens is somebody experienced something really traumatic, a traumatic yeah. death, and then like, you know, there's there's the ghost. And like <laughs> M had covered the Velisca Axe murder house in Iowa, which I don't know if you know anything about. And I was so mad because M covered it like episode 12 or something. And I was like, no, I wanted to do that as a true crime story. I mean, See? maybe but I will But you could pair it up. And yeah, I know. Like, I was like, damn, if you warned me, I would have like prepped the story. But yeah. So, you, you know, yeah. they do kind of sometimes cross over Lizzie Borden house is oh, haunted. Yeah. You know, all these like famous hauntings yeah. are often like have a pretty brutal backstory too. Oh, yeah. No, ghosts mm. don't usually hang out because they like it a lot. Right. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. At least I hope 
I hope I, not. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Except for the daddy kid in your house. That kid oh, is happy yeah. as Ooh. can be. I that hope having a good time. <laughs> having so much fun down I hope in that not cellar. Out for revenge or down, something. <laughs> down in the cellar, yes, where they only kept dry goods. <laughs> wink, wink. Trapped in the, trapped in the trap in the, door. I'm like, where's the tunnel? Okay. I know. See, I come from a house where if you find a trap door, that you assume you're going to open it and there's going to be a body. Oh, uh, my husband thinks God's you're going to open it and find gold. So, Treasure. Like, right? you're just... <laughs> what part of the South are you from? Oh, Alabama. So oh, I will nice. say, I, we have not quite gotten to, and we will wrap up on it. You have this amazing book. Oh, <laughs> thank you. A Haunted Road Trip Atlas, where yep. you and M. <laughs> Go through, was it 33 states? Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about like the hauntings and the true crime and ice cream. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and wine. And I, when I got a copy of it, I immediately was like, oh my God, where's Alabama? Where's Jeffrey's uh, 13 Ghosts? I know. Which I don't know if you guys have talked about. I don't think so. But Catherine Tucker Wyndham is this local famous sure out of alabama pretty sure she's dead now but jeffrey there's this ghost jeffrey that she wrote about and these other 13 ghosts and they're i mean they're the stories we grew up on and they're oh. you know you always went and you're like oh there's the courthouse with the face sure. in the window at the top and it's also it's also the south guys they <laughs> it's yeah, everybody's living on something oh, horrible. There's a lot of turmoil that has yeah, happened lot of, down there. You a lot know? of death. A <laughs> lot, lot of history. History. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. Our house was for sure haunted Ooh. growing up. And my parents were like so mad that my sister and I never said, yes, the living room was the scariest fucking room ever. <laughs> oh, like both no. of us would at night run as run. fast as we could to get up the stairs to our room. Oh, yeah. I feel lot like of, that's lot. saying something because a living room is not usually the one. Like a basement you want to run out of, I guess. No, but this like a living, living room is not usually the spooky yeah. part of the no. house. It was a hell mouth. Anyway, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there was a hell mouth there. Yeah, so out Tuscaloosa, then Birmingham, but it's the South, so you're always often small. I went to a camp. They were yeah. like, at camps, at religious camps, they don't say ghost stories. They say angel stories. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I realized that, like, and I was thinking about that. I was, like, looking back on all the stories that they used to tell of, like, this, you know, this couple that was, and I was like, and they were always angels. And I'm a- like. Interesting twist. Ghost. But there was also a ghost, famous camp ghost story. Red Kelly. There's got to be a good camp oh, yeah. ghost story. I, I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Kelly yeah. locked up in the woods. Ooh, Not all right. Whatever. Spooky. It's okay. You can go and find his records in Pell City. Anyway, really? that's I'm, how you I can and I might. Kids. You know. Yeah, you guys should check it out for the next book because yeah, I, uh, I think book. you're getting there. We did not put Alabama. You in did here, not did put we? Alabama there. Oh, okay. Very- okay. Hear me out. We had a list of 75 cities. I'm not mad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Some people are are mad. Some people are mad. They're like North Dakota. And I'm like, what the hell do you want me to write a tour? Yeah. Anyway. But we had a list of, and every state was featured. And then the publisher was like, this is going to be a 2,000 page book. And I was like, I don't want to write that. So we had to cut it down and take it off. No, you did a great job. Oh, thank you. So a haunted road atlas. Sinister stories, dangerous destinations, and true crime tales. And in it, you say we wrote it because 
there hadn't been one, which is remarkable. Uh, remarkable. Yeah. I mean, there's Atlas Obscura, which is kind yeah, of a Atlas similar Obscura. concept. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, here are all the haunted hotels in this town, you know, which yeah. I was like, I kind of wanted that information for when we go on tour. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I love that kind of stuff. And is there any place you just wouldn't go now that mm. you know? Oh, that's a great question. You know, it's so funny because the one place I don't want to go is about like 15 minutes from my house. Here is it your Jersey. cellar? It's my <laughs> cellar. How did you know? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Next up on the road trip guide is Christine's basement. Basement. <laughs> right. No, it's it's called Bobby Mackey's. It's this saloon in northern Kentucky. I think it's in Wilder, Kentucky. And it is supposedly demonic in nature mm. because there yeah. there actually was a case where this woman I think her name was Pearl Pearl Bryant and she was beheaded by her like lover and he did this to like make sure she wasn't recognized and then they threw her head in like the pit in this bar and then there was like these satanic stuff going on and I know a lot of that usually sounds like oh it's like satanic panic 80s made up stuff but oh, this no, actually I was had raised quite... Catholic Satan yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. know. So, Satan's scarier than fucking anything else that's yeah. what I'm saying the and, devil. and this is you know that that cheesy show Ghost Adventures with the big Zach Bagans guy who has tattoos and like screams at the ghost this yeah. is a one place where he walked out and he's like I don't want to go there again and didn't stay the night and We've gotten some stories of people having just like health issues, like heart problems and stuff going there and really? attachments. And I'm like, I'm not looking for that. I'll go for yeah. a fun ghost hunt, but like I don't want to bring anything home, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful of the attachments. Not into that. Not yeah. Into that. All right. Well, let's just wrap up on this ridiculous question that I had because this is fun. I can't Is wait. there like a list of things that you're like, yeah, I'm all in. That's real. And then a list of like, oh. uh, I'm more on, like, I'm like ghost. Absolutely. Vampires? I don't know. I'm exactly with you on that one. I think we probably have a similar list because I feel like they're the pretty pretty general answers that I think most people would give. Like with cryptids, I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, like I every time I watch a Bigfoot series, I'm like, okay, they're very convincing. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if right. I could believe it, but oh, like, I can go in on Bigfoot. You I know, can go I'm in like, on Bigfoot. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine. It doesn't it's not affecting me to know right, right sure like i'm like so sure why not great point yeah, yeah i mean listen like, i'm like not? yeah i believe yeah. you you've dedicated your life to this i haven't you know i might <laughs> yeah, as well agree with you i'm not gonna That's fight right. you on it yeah. so stuff like that like cryptid sometimes i'm like eh, i don't know i can i guess but then with yeah ghosts and i believe in angels but not in like i don't know I, like i'm kind of a reformed catholic i don't really do yeah. the catholic thing anymore i don't do the, the religious catholic thing, thing anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah but i gotta tell you though like if it was between what movie i thought was scarier like poltergeist or the omen i'm going the omen forget it i I'm can't like, watch that i the all exorcist night. that uh -uh. shit i'm like oh the devil the demons <laughs> are the demons, demons are, are here <laughs> yeah i'm like the demons are no no fucking way am i gonna even like argue don't on that play one. with that exactly don't play. i'm That's like right. no 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 so so that kind of thing i'm like i'm gonna let that be um but yeah yeah i, I think ghosts for sure and then cryptids i get a little bit like eh. <laughs> i i do believe in psychic mediums but i am more skeptical than m is i think on that mm. as far as like 
I just worry about people taking advantage and and that kind of thing. And I do believe people have like abilities, but not everybody, you know, I think M's much more like the (laughs) M on the show we joke is just like everything's a ghost. Everything is real. Everything like even when it's like, oh, this has been debunked. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's actually real. And I'm like, no, the guy said he made it up. And I was like, I don't know. It sounds it sounds pretty convincing to me. You know, the more you think about it, the more it comes to life. Legit. Yes, exactly. A topa. So, you know, I'm a little more skeptical, but like I think on the general scale, I'm like very much a believer in a lot of things. All right. Last question. Your child grows up or is two years old and talking to the fireplace. <laughs> oh, no. Where where are you? I mean, you know that you want your, you know how you feel about your husband <laughs> believing yeah. you. So where are you on the like, because I have found it like really hard to balance because I'm like, I'm obviously going to believe my kids. I, you know, like I'm going to believe them. I've had one say they saw a ghost walking through their room. And I was <gasps> like, okay, again, is it telling you to kill? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah what does it think like, of mommy and daddy? Right. And- does, <laughs> Are you feeling angrier right now? <laughs> you know, but like, all right, what did it look like? Like, I, I'll go through all the questions. hundred percent. Right? Just to be like, I hear you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? And then I'm never going to like, if they tell that story a thousand times and it changes each time, I'm not going to say a word. Yeah. Right? Like, these yeah. are my little packs. So like, where are you? Mm. As you? And look, this falls into the camp of pre-post kids, pre-whatever, like, I'm never going to let my kid have an iPad. Sure, and then, like, sure. You're like, what an idiot I was, uh-huh. right? Like, so I'm asking you a question that you you have all of this space to answer knowing oh. that you've got the grace to change your fucking mind. That's a great point, <laughs> And that's a very comforting statement. I think I... Because my husband's going to be so much more like yeah. skeptical and like it's nothing, I will probably be the one leaning the other way, you know, yeah. like, oh, well, and and not in a way where, you know, Emma has talked about like, <laughs> oh, if my future kids say, oh, I, I saw something weird in the corner, then like, we're moving. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not going to like freak out in that way because I don't want to <laughs> like freak my child out, I guess. But <laughs> I, I am a little curious and I don't, it's hard because I don't want to like. Yeah. How do I say it? I don't want to like prompt her or like um le- well, like leading right, questions. Yeah, no, but that's fair. I am curious, like, do you have past lives? That kind of thing. Like, I always love. I just love those kind of stories. Yeah, where those people, are stories where are little fun. kids are just like, oh, when I was your mommy or whatever, and it's yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> or like back when I died in the Great Fire of Chicago, right. and you're like, what? What? <laughs> How did you know the name of that? Yeah. So you know, I'm curious. Once she starts talking, I'll probably be like way eager to know about what, yeah. but I'll probably try to play it cool, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Try uh, to play it cool. sure. What was that like? What were your other parents like? Were they cool? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Were they cool? Yeah. Were they cool? <laughs> were they cooler you, than me? Can you see the future? Is yeah. yeah. Ooh. What's going to happen? Any what's in the basement? Gift? Who's you know, in the fireplace? In the Any little who's people in the fireplace? In the fireplace? <laughs> just, just trust me. You don't have to ask. It'll all just be a beautiful surprise. And you'll be like, oh, fuck. I wasn't prepared for this. I probably won't be. I say all this now, like you yeah, were just saying, yeah. and I'll be like, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to close the door and not participate in this because I'm yeah, scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the luxury of being a human being yeah, with kids in your away. house. Getting to fake all these things that you are for sure gonna or not do. And then so confident. Be so like, blindly confident. And, and you also get to be confident 
in sitting in the change, right? Oh, you get absolutely. to be like, yeah, I changed my mind. And you're Take like, watch that. me grow as a person. Ooh, I'm going to call it personal growth instead of like being wrong, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, it's personal growth. It's always <laughs> personal growth. Oh, my gosh. Christine, it was so nice talking to oh, you. The podcast is so much fun. Oh. It is such, especially when you're in a mindset like I am right now of just like, I can't think. I don't want to do anything. I want to go listen to turn your mind off. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a nice (laughs) balance between the two. Uh, Oh, and it's very funny. So, and so is the book. This is, I wish I'd had this before we went up to Portland and Oregon and stuff. (laughs) So, like, I'm so excited that on our next trip, I've got. Oh, all the fun, so weird nice. places to go in a book. So, well, it's an honor. I'm a big fan of the show, and I have been for a little while. So, it, it was an honor to be to be a guest with you today. Well, thank you. <laughs> that is so nice. Everybody, you know where to get books, but we'll link you up to how to get yep. this book easily when you're just fucking tired and you don't <laughs> want to do the work. Just one click. Just want <laughs> a click. We will do that as well as linking you up to the podcast. If you haven't already been listening to That's Why We Drink, which could also be a great name for a parenting podcast. Honestly, um, it's very universal. It's, People it is a universal. Go, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I actually really enjoy that it's about this <laughs> and not that. So yeah. <laughs> we'll link everybody up to where you can find out more about Christine and M. Thank you so much. And you know what? Congratulations oh. on adding more insanity to your house. You did You know it. what? I just figured once I took yeah. one step, I was like, might as well take 10 more. Take you know? them all. <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. Keep it interesting. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Thank you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Bombas. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. I really love Bombas socks. There are Bombas socks for everything that you do. And they come in a ton of options. And they are perfect for little feet, for medium-sized feet, and for big feet. Also, Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight, so they just hang right. And so far, Bombas customers, like you, have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash badmother and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash badmother for 20% off. Bombas.com slash badmother. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Dipsy. What's your summer fantasy? A whirlwind romance in Italy? Getting wet dancing in a warm rainstorm? How about one drop-off for all of your children at a summer camp that gives you some much-needed time alone? And what can you do during that time alone? How about a little self-care? Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy stories designed by women for women. The bottom line is we all need a little me time. 
For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash badmother. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash badmother. Dipsystories.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius me, me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you Oh my god, I'm paying attention. Wow, you mom are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. I got it. It's very simple. We went into the ER. We could have, I'm very proud that we did it because otherwise we would have just waited two days to go see the doctor for the doctor to have just sent us to the ER, right? Like, so I, I'm just glad we did it. I feel like we got ahead of a lot of stuff that could have turned into more serious issues if we hadn't. So, yay! Hi, Liz. I'm calling with the letting go genius. My oldest is 13. My youngest is seven. I just sent my three kids to the library without me. My 13-year-old can get them onto the bus and, you know, off the bus at the right stop and to the library, and they're then going to go grab lunch in town and get me something and and come home. <laughs> I mean, I admit part of this genius is just, turns out kids get older, <laughs> but but also I let him do it. They wanted to go, and I was like, I don't have time to go to the library. And then I thought, hey, you know what? You guys can go to the library without me. It's great. Thanks, Diz. Thank you, Teresa. I've been doing a great job. Bye. Oh, my gosh. You are doing a good job. This reminds me of the Easter book about the bunny with the golden shoes. And she has all the bunnies. But she wants to be an Easter bunny. But everybody's like, ha, ha, you silly little woman who had children. You can't be the Easter bunny. But she taught her children how to take care of each other and themselves. So when it was time for her to maybe be the Easter Bunny, she could do it because her children could do things for themselves. She was wise and smart. And that is what you are. You have done such a good job letting them do this. And look, this is such a good reminder of we each know our own kids best. What one set of kids can do does not mean another set of kids can do. And that's not bad regarding either child or parenting or whatever, right? Like no one's doing it at you. And this is a great example of you knowing your kids, trusting your kids, and giving it a shot. I see you letting go. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. This is kind of one of those silly failures, but like, look, I know my parents are out here now and I've already been through this once. And I'm pretty sure I shared a genius saying, I'm going to do this. And that is 
to have a little sort of self-care emergency kit in the car for myself in case I get the random call, somebody's in the hospital. You know, no one leaves their house planning to go suddenly to the ER (laughs) with a parent. And I had had the thought when this happened with my mom that I'll keep a little kit in the car that'll have like a book and like maybe some Sudoku games and some like granola bars and whatever. And then I didn't. And then not only did I not have anything to do for that tremendously long time in the ER, two days later when I went back to sit with Papa before he got released and kicked out of the hospital, I forgot again. And I knew I was going. Right? Like, like in the back of my mind, I guess I just was living the lie that discharge was going to take no time at all. But instead, I got there and they were like, oh, we're not sure if we're discharging you. And then four hours later, <laughs> we finally leave. I really wish I'd had something to do because it was very frustrating. Hi, everyone. I'm calling in with... I'm gonna I'm gonna say a rant. It's not it's not a win and it's <laughs> I guess not a fail. Oh I it's a fail. Tried like everyone to be potty training my child <laughs> and my kid loves gummy bears. So I'm gonna teach, give him gummy bears. Well we try to go potty so much because the potty training is just not working. So he ends up with more gummy bears than he wants to eat. So he's now decided A jar is a great place to put his extra gummy bears. But now he's more obsessed with his gummy bear savings jar than anything else. So I'm not getting the positive reinforcement of him enjoying the gummy bears that he's getting for trying for the potty. But he's still getting gummy bears. And then at night when I want some gummy bears, Uh if I dip into that jar, he knows. And then I tell people about the gummy bear jar and me eating it and him noticing. They tell me I've eaten my son's saving you. Mm. Who knows what I'm doing? Who knows mm. how I'm doing? Mm. Maybe he'll be a good saver one day. Mm. I just... Uh, I'll get it someday. He won't be 30 in diapers, right? I don't know. Right? Right. He will not be 30 in diapers. He'll just wear them up into the age of 25. So you're okay. Yeah, I know you really wanted this to be a rant. But I, when I heard it, I was like, this is such a beautiful fail. It's such a beautiful... Those, those two really share a very loose boundary sometimes, the rant and the fail. This is so good. This, like, you know, we're very pro-bribery on the show. And bribing potty training, yeah, sure, why not? Give it a shot. But the fact that not only is it not working the way you had planned, it's now become its own thing. It's now become about the gummy bears. And, like, it is the, the threat of using bribery in a failure situation come to life. And <laughs> my favorite part is that you want to eat those gummy bears. <laughs> that, you <laughs> that you want 
to go in and eat the gummy bears from their jar. And I don't blame you, but points to Gryffindor that your kid is aware enough of their savings, which means good luck when you actually start working with allowances, because there have been lots of times I had to go in and borrow a dollar here or there, and uh, that doesn't work if your kid already has a distrust of you when it comes to their savings. So lots of beautiful, beautiful failures here. It's just remarkable, and it's making me feel so much better about many things. You're doing (laughs) a delightfully terrible job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people, all on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a, it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know, it sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. All right, everybody, it is time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, this is, um... I'm going to say it's squarely in the rant or breakdown territory because I'm just so tired of saying that I'm fine. Someone asks how I'm doing because I'm not. I work and then I have school and kids. And the summer's just been a shit show, like, personally. And then with the news, and I just can't even touch that. And I just, I'm not fine. And I haven't been fine for a while. And I can say that. I need to be here, but I don't have anyone I can tell that to. And I'm so angry that I live in a country where it's so hard to get help and to find someone to tell that to. And then it's sometimes I can't can't make it happen. And I, I really would love that to happen, but I can't make it happen. And so thank you. Give it a show. I'm saying that I'm doing a good job because right now I, I really don't think I am. And the sad thing is, I think that it's myself that I'm not doing a good job for. But thank you for the show. You're amazing. Bye. You are doing a good job. And it sounds like you're not fine.
That's okay. A lot of us aren't fine. (laughs) Some of us aren't fine for short periods of time. Some of us aren't fine for long periods of time. But it, it it is okay to to not be fine and to say it it's it's okay to to say it i know it can feel like telling people that you're not okay is scary i i i mean i remember i very much at moments felt like if i told people that you know it would just i would somehow be punished and not aided and and that is completely fucked up, and I know that that's fucked up, but it it's not surprising given, like, the world that we live in when it comes to the what we're supposed to be doing as parents. And so it's a narrative that's very easy to fall into. Having kids in your house is impossible even in the best situations. And you're doing so much work and school and kids. And, you know, that's just three three parts of the larger pie that is you as a self. So there's even more going. I heard the dog. I know that dogs are nice, but they're still work. They're still responsibility. Somebody's still president of the dog. And you're tired and you are stressed out and that is normal okay and if you can't find somebody right now to tell then you come to the one bad mother community on facebook and you tell us or you call this hotline every day and you tell us because you're not alone you are doing a remarkable job. And people do want to hear from you and help you. And you're right. It is really hard to get help. There, I mean, it was hard to get help when I was living in the middle of New York City where you couldn't like throw a bag and not hit somebody who was a therapist. But was it was impossible to get in to see them. What was the insurance going to be? Was there going to be insurance? Probably not. Do you have the money? Do you have the time? Well, let's just say you found somebody. Well, then do you have the time? I don't know. A lot of therapists don't offer childcare. Do you take off work? Or do you try and pay for a babysitter to come? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So it's not a simple act. So Yeah. It is remarkably difficult, but that doesn't mean that you don't deserve it because you do. And until you can find a way to give yourself the care that you need, whatever that looks like, use us. (laughs) We're here. I mean, we're not like licensed or anything and we give horrible advice, but we do believe that you're doing a good job because you are. Everybody, what did we learn today? Well, we learned it's always important to ask questions of our children when they say they're talking to things in the fireplace or they're looking over your shoulder. And what's the most important question? Is the voice telling you to kill, right? That, that's key. 
key parenting advice that people don't always go out and give you. We've also learned that, I don't know, (laughs) having kids is hard. Ghosts are also hard. Paranormal stuff. (laughs) Sometimes that's more rewarding to pay attention to than parenting. You know, it doesn't surprise me that there's a kid walking around in our guest Christine's house, a ghost kid asking for daddy. I've talked about it. I don't think my house is haunted, but the walls are haunted from the screams of my children when they were infants and could not stop yelling. I still hear the echoes of that, right? So I'm all in when the voices start. But let the voice that shines through the loudest be this voice, the one telling you that you are doing a good job because you are doing a good job. This is hard. It's a lot on any given day. And even the smallest of victories are to be celebrated. And even the fails should be celebrated because why? It means we're getting really good at this. You are getting really good at this. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue.